welcome to Earth School, my dear ones. Uh, I don't really know if this is a school. That's kind of a mythology that I have set up, and all I know is that this is definitely an experience here on Earth, and I have learned a lot from it. And so I've invited folks to share with us about how they have um, moved through this experience of being on planet Earth as humans, and uh, I have met the coolest people through this who have had such a wide variety of experiences and my offering is just to um, listen and take what you like and leave the rest in such a way that we know that we're not all going to resonate on every different um, path or way that people have decided to show up as humans but that we probably can learn something from everyone. Um, so. I invite you to join me for that journey and I'm just so grateful that you're here and that we can do it together. Love you. Okay, dear friends, welcome back to Earth School. I am super, super honored to have an incredible person with me today. Hina is one of my coaches and someone who I have just recently gotten to know and just have such massive respect for already. And I am so grateful that she agreed to come on today and share a little bit about herself. So welcome, Hina. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. It's such an honor to be here today, honestly. And I was telling you earlier, I don't even know why like you thought of me. But I feel like this is going to be amazing. And again, it's such an honor. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, I can tell you exactly why. It's because just um, you don't have to spend any more than like five minutes with you to really feel on like an energetic level that you're making choices about who you are on the planet. And that's a very powerful thing. And it's something that's really special and something that is really confusing to a lot of people. And so- absolutely. I felt like, ugh, this has got to be. So I'm so excited that you said yes. So um, I asked people at the beginning, tell me a little bit about what it feels like to be in your body on this planet right now. Okay, that's a, that's a deep question for sure. <laughs> triple How Pisces. To be in, yeah, <laughs> triple Pisces. Yeah, you're so, yeah, that's something else we ought to talk about another day, but you're, you're <laughs> yeah, you're really intuitive. I'm super earth signy. Like I'm super earth, like Virgo, Capricorn, like all the earth signs, but how it feels like to be in my body, it feels peaceful right now. It didn't feel that way before, for sure. Um, I can tell you a little bit about how it felt before as compared to how it feel, feels now, because I feel like that's going to give kind of like a contrast to, yeah. to it a little bit. Um. I feel like before when I wasn't making my own choices, as you said, when I wasn't really consciously creating my reality, my life or my body felt really like I wanted to get out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. It felt like I just wanted to like jump out of my body and jump into like this other person's body or like this person that I really admired body. Right. But now it's different because being in my body makes me realize like, I'm, I came to this earth for a reason. I know that I was put into the specific vessel for a specific reason as well. And 
beyond all the hurdles and all the challenges that I've had to overcome, it's meant to be for me because I wouldn't have these challenges. I wouldn't have these personalities or all these things coming at me if it wasn't meant to be, right? So now I guess like the word that I would use to describe it would just be like authentic. It feels mm-hmm. really authentic to be in my body right now. That is so amazing. So you alluded to that there were times when you were experiencing more of that, like, oh, I wish I could be in that person or in that experience. Like how mm-hmm. early do you first remember having that thought or that desire? I feel like honestly, the shift has happened really recently, like maybe the past year. But the earliest that I ever felt that I think was probably when I was like 15 years old, distinctly 15 years old, because when I was 15, and honestly, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever shared this in actually little context about how Z and I met. Um, I'm her coach kind of on Reality Mastery, which is a group that we're on. Um, if you can check it out, it's like quasi Joe Hears program. But basically, you know, she doesn't and know. You are not just content. in the program. You're like the point person for the program. You work yeah, for the I'm program. The, I'm the, yeah, exactly. I'm like that person that people reach out to for support. So there's not maybe like a lot of context about me. But to give you a little bit of context, now that we're like kind of like in this area right now, when I was in high school, when I was like younger, right now I'm 25. 25? Yeah. Because I just turned so 25. So sometimes, so sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> I, so, honestly, sometimes I can't remember my age because I'm like, what? I don't even pay attention to that. Whatever. Um, Point is, yeah, when I was younger, maybe like 15, like high school, just entering freshman year, like even elementary school, middle school, I was like a loser. Like I was such a loser. I was like, a bu- like I, people were bullying me all the time. Like that was a situation I was in constantly, which now I'm grateful for now that I make my choices. But back then, that's when I first distinctly felt like I need to hop into someone else's body. Mm -hmm. I need to get into someone else's like, like perfect body or like have the perfect personality or have a different like even ethnicity. That was a huge struggle for me. We can get into that later. But like, that was a huge struggle for me. So I feel like in high school was like when it was at its peak. And it never really stopped. Like we talk about subconscious triggers and all those things all the time in the program as well. And even if it healed a little more throughout, you know, the time that I was growing up, it always was there. It always was like this little like thing in the back of my head saying like, hey, you need to be different. You need to just like, maybe you shouldn't even be here. You know, like maybe you shouldn't like, you shouldn't even be a person in this world, right? So that was a lot of stuff that was coming up. But yeah, like to answer your question, I know I made it super long when I was in high school was like that first kind of experience that I had. Yeah. And when you were, you know, in that experience of feeling like maybe I shouldn't even be here, a lot of questions Mm -hmm. coming up. Do you feel like there were like, of course, culture was reinforcing that. I'm sure that, you know, Mm -hmm. like so many of us, culture is like, yeah, there's something wrong with you. You need to change. You need to be like A, B, or C. Like, what were the things that you may not have noticed then, but now looking back, you can see were like glimmers of um, something inside of you or outside of you that was questioning if that was really the case, that like little glimmers of like, but there's something about me that knows like maybe I am okay. 
Did you have any of that? Yeah, definitely. Like, it's always, I always say nothing's black and white, right? Like, whenever you go through struggles, like, and I feel like this happens to a lot of people, and including myself, when you're going through something really hard, there's always some voice that says, wait, I feel like this might not be the end all be all. And I definitely had that, even though it was a small voice. So I feel like the contrast with what I had was like, it was such a big part of my life that was being occupied by depression. Um, I'm a loser. I'm ugly like this and that, you know, like all these things like that were occupying my mind. But there was like, definitely, as you said, this little piece of me that said, well, maybe I'm going to have a glow up or maybe people are actually going to start learning, you know, how I am compared to other people. Maybe that's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it was a very, very small voice. It was like if someone's screaming, like a bunch of people screaming, like a crowd screaming, and then someone whispering in the back, like, hey, maybe everything's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of how it felt. And I feel like that's that happens for a lot of people too, where you like, it's kind of like your ego battling as well, like your higher self too. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happened for me because – I really believe like in timelines and parallel realities and all those things. And what I feel now, just looking back is I feel like it's myself right now telling my 15 year old self, Hey, it's going to be okay. So that's, that's what I feel. Um, But there's a lot of things. There was a lot of things occupying my conscious mind at that point. So maybe just was feeling like a whisper at that point, but it was still there for sure. And that, yeah, for sure. So just to answer your question, I feel like, yeah, there was like, a little bit of a contrast there. Yeah. I I love that concept of your now self or like your future self being a source of encouragement and support to your past self. I, 100%. I do that all of the time. Like I will take a moment and just like think about my 20-year-old self or my 12-year-old self and be like, mm-hmm. friend, like, let me just tell you, it is not going it to be this way forever. <laughs> yeah. It gets better for sure. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's healing. It's healing too, honestly. Yeah. Like when you think about it and like sometimes I even do these things, like like it doesn't even, like I don't even plan it. But whenever I think about myself, maybe like when I was 15 years old or when I was like, you know, going through those like dark times, I like sit with myself and I like, I tell that person what I feel that they need to hear Mm. right and I'm just like nurturing that person and I think I've told you this before just being that nurturing self for that your small like naive teenage person is so healing in the now and then also for that person because then that's the whisper that they heard yeah that's the whisper that they heard so it's it's insane like just the concept and I love it. I'm obsessed with it, honestly. It, and it yeah. just it just got me to this point where I'm like, okay, now, at, like, just going back to your first question, I'm happy with the body that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. But it was super recent, super, yeah. super recent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, so beautiful, so powerful. Such a such a um, like accessible thing that really anyone could do, but that has such a yeah. profound, profound impact. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I recommend everyone that's hearing this right now, do that. Like after you hear this podcast, like just go into your room, turn off the lights, like 
put some music on, get into the space and think about your younger self. Like think about your younger self or yourself in like like the past couple weeks or the past month. It doesn't really matter. Think about that person that was going through a hard time. That's the point. And then talk to them and tell them that it's all going to be fine. Because you might think that, oh, that happened in the past. I'm just going to erase it. But as I said earlier, we time isn't linear. Time is not linear. So just doing that for yourself is going to help mm-hmm. you now. And it's also going to help that past parallel version of you. So just a little tip right there. <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, okay. So you're like 15, 16, 17. You said it like lasted a while that you were having this feeling of like, oh, I can't. I, like it's too hard to be in this body in this way. Like, mm-hmm. when did you, did you have sort of a gradual opening up to some of these different concepts or did it happen sort of in a big way? What was that like? Yeah. So that's a great question. I feel like, cause yeah, the way I put it, it might seem like it was like a huge jump or something, but I feel like, yeah, it was definitely gradual. Um, when I started feeling those feelings of like, yeah, I need to get out of my body, like even I don't know if this word can be used, like suicidal tendencies, like all those things. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Those things, like they were, as I said, they were at its peak, right? In a specific Mm -hmm. moment. And then as time went by, I actually, like one of the things that pivoted me to this type of thinking was watching The Secret. Like I know a lot of people watch The Secret and it was like the life-changing moment for them. Um, But Throughout high school, I feel like it was the same thing. And then I graduated. I was like, okay, now I have the opportunity to become a whole new person. Like, no one's going to know me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave all my high school people behind. And now I'm going to start this new life. That's when I watched The Secret. That's when I was like, wait, manifestation is a thing. And it can actually happen for people. Even though I knew about it in the past, my parents like talked about about it all the time. I just like ignored it. Yeah, that's another thing. But yeah, they like I just ignored it. And then I watched it myself and I was like, wait, I think I can actually do this. Like, I think I can actually like create my new reality. And that's exactly what I did. When I went to college, even though I had that trigger of like that persona that was like bullied and like, you know, like I thought I was ugly and all these things. I still, even though I was scared, like presented myself as like a confident person. I was just like, hey, my name's Hina. Like, you know, like I had never done done that before and I started doing it and I felt like, okay, this is not working out. It's scary, but I kept doing it until I found my little group of friends in college, right? And then that's when I started coming out of it a little bit, even though those things were in the back of my mind. And then slowly, as I went on through college, I kept coming more and more out of that shell. So it was a, really like a, like a timeline, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. And then I feel like when I graduated college, it just got to this point where I was like, I had this one moment where it all clicked for me, where I was just like, okay, this is my past self. And this is the person I've created, right? Like, oh, sorry, if you're listening to it, I'm doing like a visual right now. Yeah. Um, but like one side of it was like the person I created and the other side was like the person that I was. And I was like, I've created this whole new person, but this little girl is just harping in the back of my head saying like yeah you're still this person so just the awareness of it made me just switch to the person that I created just the awareness of it and realizing that those two things were just like an inner conflict with myself I was like 
No, I decide to choose this new person and leave this other, you know, insecure, bullied, loser person behind gracefully. Yeah, right. With grace, right? So, and that's when I chose, and that was recently, maybe like a year ago. And then I just stepped into this new person, really. And then that's when I started becoming a coach to all these people, including you. And like, you know, and that's when I was able to have that, that, like you know confidence about myself so yeah it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. so even though there was this like it sounded like more of like a culmination of the experience of creating this new identity but it sounds like the transition from high school to college gave you um like a a liminal space within which you were like able to identify I want something different is that what it how it felt yeah yeah like as soon as I graduated high school I was like I can leave all these people behind so it was you can first of all you can always create your reality any moment that you want right any single moment but for me in that moment as like someone that didn't know anything about manifestation it was kind of like okay these people are the reason why I'm going through this right so in my mind read psycho cybernetic this is a lot about this yeah it's kind of like that was the reason so then that's exactly that line was when I was like okay I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna become this person even though it's scary right Right. and yeah so that's when I started transitioning it was still like my persona was still there so don't think that I was like oh I'm just gonna switch and that's it and like you know it was still kind of an issue but these new people in college had no idea who I was they didn't see me being bullied for years right so I felt like, oh, this is my golden ticket. Yes. I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful because I, I, a lot of people try to create a new reality for themselves or identity shift within their same environment with the same friends, with the same job, with the same haircut, mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. it is very challenging because you have all like if you had tried to do that sophomore year of high school you know then you would have come back with like the same people and they would have been like oh like you're just you're in the same movie it's the same script like you can't just go off script as easily and that's why like I now it took me a long time to get there but as a trans person I realized that like the fact that I am in transition like forever and always now Mm-hmm. like redefining myself in a physical and psychological way and social way and like every person I'm like asking to use different pronouns asking to use a different name yeah. like all of these things so it gives me this constant like liminal space to yeah, yeah, within yeah. which to be like I can be whoever I want today because I've already powerful. Like, pronounced that I'm just change changing you know? yeah no, yeah, for sure. That I had never thought about it that way, but for sure, like you're in that spot where you're like, I've accepted that I'm always changing. Yes. I'm always going to be changing. So that, that gives you, and I was talking about this in a call the other day. It's like that space of changing and that space of even uncertainty is the most powerful space that you could ever yes. be in, even though it feels powerless. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're like, oh, I don't know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. No, you're at the point of creation. If you mm-hmm. decide that's perfect, you're you're at the point of decision. If you choose to consciously do that, 
But if you're at that uncertainty point, anything can happen. It's and possibility. Yeah, it's possibility. And especially if you let it go and you're like, okay, I'm going to leave this up to my higher self. I'm going to let this, just the universe decide what's going to happen. And I know kind of like my likes, my dislikes, these things. Then that's the moment when things actually happen for you because you're just letting it go. And you, but you still know a kind of like a vision for yourself. And it's yeah. fun. It's like, it's fun. Like you're not like this like person that's like, oh, point A, point B, like, you know, like you're not like putting steps to everything and becoming rigid, you're letting go. Yeah. And then that's when the universe has the opportunity to come in and be like, hey, let's do this and let's see if yeah. you like this. And then that's when you, that's when you have the point to decide, okay, I like this. I don't like this. Let me tweak it yeah. a little bit, whatever. Yeah. Because then you you always have the, you always have the decision and whatever, whatever happens at the end. But, but yeah, that's amazing. You get I to play, that. right? Like when yeah, you, you were going to, to college, you were like, I don't know what this new Hina is. Like this new Hina maybe like gets long nails or this new Hina like wears, I don't know, orange pants. And like, nobody's yeah. here to be like, whoa, Hina, that's a new thing. You know, you get to just exactly. like- play with exactly, it exactly exactly and the long nails I never had that before actually if you guys can see the video I never had long nails before and that having like just like things like in my like physical self that I yeah. changed were really powerful too so that's I mean you don't the physical isn't everything but like small things like that that can just like change your just your neurons a little bit yeah are amazing because like you were saying earlier like if you're in the same environment and you still want to change what like what do you do right like you mm -hmm. it feels a little bit like stuck I would always say like the smallest things can yeah. lead to the biggest difference like doing like a different haircut or mm -hmm. like changing your nails or like taking a different path when you go to school yes. or when you go to college yes. or you do just those small things even if you don't think that they're going to make a change they are because your neurons are wired in a specific way so if one part of the equation of your neurons changes then it's conducive to a lot of things changing. Yeah. It's so, like a yeah. massive ripple effect. Totally. Yeah. It's a huge like snowball effect for sure. Yeah. And what's yeah. fascinating is that, you know, we live in a culture and a society that has really taught people to like get into like really solidified roles and, um, you know, this whole thing that now we're emerging from, which I'm so grateful for, but this whole thing about like get a job and stay in it for 50 years, get a marriage and stay in it for 50 years, like have a style that is who you are and like have the same haircut and the same outfits for 50 years. Like all of that was such a fantastic way to control people because yeah, amazing propaganda was great. Exactly. Because if <laughs> we are so trapped in an identity and a role, then that creativity is also trapped. Done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you're, you're creating that, that those years that you're talking about, those were, that's when everyone was conforming. And like, that's a perfect example of how manifestation, the subconscious mind works because everything around you was that same thing. Yeah. So you just conform. Even if you feel that little spark of something's different, you die with settling. And that's, exactly. I think about that all the time. All those people that had different ideas in their mind, but they just conformed. And we're so blessed to be in this new age of like online, virtual stuff. You get like, even if you're in an environment that's toxic, you yeah. can join an online community that like exactly. gets you that support. 
you can still have like those avenues for yourself and like if you're listening to this podcast you're blessed because you have this avenue you're listening to this on spotify apple music i don't know but you still have that avenue for yourself so always remember you're not stuck you're not stuck you're always going to find a way and in this new digital age it's it's a huge blessing and it's been for me for sure we're so lucky So um, those early years of college, you were like experimenting, like playing with it. Of course, there was probably temptation and times when you were like, ah, like it's not working. I'm always going to be this like sad loser girl who got bullied. Like what were the Mm -hmm. things that you noticed really supported you through those like doubting times or like times when you were feeling really challenged or like it wasn't going well? In college, you mean? Like when I was in college? In those early years when you were first trying to like... To change my persona and like... No, yeah. So I feel like first to like preface what what I'm going to say right now, I wasn't like too educated on like a lot of these principles and all these things. So all these things came kind of like naturally to me in a sense. So some of them might be things that I wouldn't recommend to do. But I feel like when those doubts came up for me and I still say this to this day is that when you feel any emotion you first have to fully feel it because one error that I made constantly was trying to block myself and I have that tendency still to this day where when I feel a negative emotion when I feel anger when I feel sadness I try to block it and and it just creates Mm. more resistance so I would have changed that for sure and that would have sped up my process quicker and I wouldn't have had so many doubts I feel like if I had just let my emotions flow through me Mm -hmm. so that's something that kept happening but even though it took more time than it should have I let those emotions pass through the course of the years in college right so I was like okay I'm having this emotion I'm gonna let it happen for a little bit and then block it and then let it happen for a little bit so I it makes its way out eventually yeah it it eventually (laughs) made its way out exactly And I think what I did kind of like to maybe help those doubts was just to reaffirm to myself the person that the new self-concept that I had created, right? So with just like those small things that I was saying, like taking care of myself a little bit more, like doing my nails or like my hair was more done, like those things kind of gave me that logical sense of like, okay, if you're doing these things for yourself, then maybe you're a person that should be respected. Maybe you should Mm -hmm. be a person that's more confident, all these Mm -hmm. things. So I was doing these small things in my physical reality that proved to myself that was that that I had more value, right? Because that was my issue, not having value. I always felt inferior. I always felt that Mm -hmm. I was less than. So those were the things that I I just kept reaffirming to myself. And also, I always put myself in uncomfortable situations. Even Mm. like, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to put myself in this uncomfortable situation. I just ended up doing it because something in me always said, you have to do this Mm -hmm. to feel like that person. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I did anything that it took to become that person more and more. So for example, I would go out to like a party, like a college party. Usually I wouldn't go up to someone and be like, hey, my name's Hina, whatever, like, you know, what's your major, whatever. I started doing those things. So I started going up to random people being like, hey, what's up? Like this person knows nothing about me. I can present myself as my ideal self-concept right now. So it's fun. 
So that's how I started seeing it. In the beginning, it was super uncomfortable. But I started doing just things like that or like getting into like I would I rushed for a sorority, uh, uh, a fraternity, sorority, I don't know, like Greek life, whatever. I didn't get in, but I did it. (laughs) Like I, you I did, did it. Rush. I still did it. You know, I would have never done that because yeah. I had this mentality like, oh, sororities are super toxic, whatever. And I didn't want to get into it at the end, but it was just like such an experience that I would have never thought about doing when I was like in high school, for example. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. So you mentioned like you started trying these things and you just felt like you had to. And I feel like a a common denominator for so many people that I talk to is that there's some sort of like other component that was acting Mm -hmm. like to almost like pull them um, like gravity towards their true Mm -hmm. self. And like when you talk about, you know, there was the aspect of the, the whisper in high school that was maybe like your now self like coming back to support you like what was this pull you do you think like how do you um define or um explain this pull that you had that was pulling you towards the uncomfortable ways in which you could start to show yourself that you had more value yeah so I feel like the pull that I had was really like coming from first what I always desired when I was in high school like it was like this years of me wanting to be a different person Mm -hmm. that I knew I could be and then coming to the realization that that person could still be me it didn't have to be someone else that it could still be me so that was one thing and then aside from that I think I had just set such a clear vision of this new person that it just kept that it was so strong which is like I had designed it to perfection, not like writing it down or anything, but I had thought of it so often. Like I can see myself talking to a bunch of people, not feeling like I'm the person that's always quiet in the corner, like all these things that I had just like constantly kept thinking about, but it was, it just got to a point that it was so strong that whenever those situations came up, I was like, I thought about that person. I was like, that's the person that I want to be. So in order to be her, I have to do these things because I'm never going to not that, you know, I'm never going to be here if I don't do them. Right. So I think that's where the pull came from. And I can really like tell anybody that's honestly listening to this or like even you Z, I feel like it's with anything with manifestation, like as long as that vision has that pull, that's when you can say for certain that's going to happen because it just it connects to you like it resonates mm-hmm. like it's not something that someone else wanted it's not someone mm-hmm. something that someone else that it could be parts of what other people did but it just resonates so authentically with you that nothing's gonna block you like I like I'm just gonna tell everyone here like if I did it you all can do it because I was like <laughs> I was I was that I was that person that like hated public speaking I didn't speak to anyone like if I had a conversation with like a boy I liked or whatever (laughs) it was like I like I would like go to the bathroom and like throw up like that was like the anxiety level that I had and even so that vision was so resonant with me that I did those things that I was super uncomfortable with so really just get your your vision clear and feel like do you do you feel like this resonates with you do you feel like this is something that you have always desired and if it Mm -hmm. if it is you're gonna do anything in your control to to make it happen so yeah Mm, so beautiful um this 
this future Hina that you were holding onto, like envisioning and that you were like, sounded like guided by, you know, because you, she was showing mm -hmm. you what was, what were some of the necessary steps to like become her? Was she modeled after like a character or a person or like, how did you come up with her? How did you see her? That's, that's a really good question. That's actually a really good question. I feel like she was definitely modeled by like people that I looked up to. I can't think of anyone specific right now, but I feel like it was really about the contrast because I felt like, okay, I, something I dislike that I, how I am right now is that I can't speak to people. I can't be confident, right? Or, or in the past. And I was like, okay, I see these people like in my high school, or I see these people like on TV that like can do that so easily. And that was like a part that resonated with me, right? So I kind of like, I picked and choose parts of different people, like strangers, like someone that I talked to at a bar once, mm -hmm. things like that, that I just, what, that, that stayed with me, that just slowly ended up fitting the puzzle pieces of the Hina that I wanted to be now. So I wouldn't say it's one specific person, but I like definitely recommend that if you have this like one person that you feel like you really fit into and you feel like that's the person that you want to be like, definitely use it use it like use the law of transferable energy all the time that like I was talking to you about this the other day like yeah use that energy all the time to kind of like jump into that person but especially if it's one like one person that makes it so easy like you look at interviews I used to do that all the time I used to look at I think it was Mila Kunis like, oh I, I, love I love that she's great oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I watch her interviews all the time because I feel like she has like this quiet confidence about yeah. her yeah. that I love that it's that it's you don't have to be the loudest person in the room you don't mm -hmm. have to be screaming you don't have to be like oh I'm here but when you speak to someone it's important and it's intentional and that's something that she definitely had that I feel like I I 100% resonated with and I feel like that's something that I can do now and that people have told me about myself yeah, definitely that that it's like amazing so yeah did it ah I love that you, um, you know, when you thought about these characteristics or traits, you were maybe starting with something that you didn't like about yourself. I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people, when they're first trying to get into understanding like how to create their reality or manifestation or how to make choices about their future or even their present, they're like, I don't know what I do want, but I know what I don't want. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I remember like several years ago I was in some like money like manifesty type meeting and the person called mm -hmm. on me for the question and they were like what do you want and I was like I don't want to be a speech pathologist and they were like but what do you want and I was like I don't want to work in a public school and they were like yeah mm -hmm. well you just typed into Amazon like not a sweater you know like yeah like, and then a sweater is gonna come off yeah, like yeah. nothing nothing that's not gonna work and I was like Ugh, and I, I just was sad about it yeah, yeah, yeah. but what I hear you doing is or did was like okay I would like to not be the person who's really quiet mm -hmm. and unable to connect so what's the like opposite of that and then mm -hmm. you developed like what would that person do um and sometimes we can be so like focused on our like what we don't want, that it's hard to even exactly. imagine our way into like, what is, what is a person who doesn't have that thing? 
Um, yeah. So like, what are the ways that you were able to connect in with that or thoughts you have now when you maybe have things that are happening in your life that you're like, okay, this is not working for me, but how do I imagine what would be the thing that would be working? Yeah. No, yeah. I feel like a lot of people think about what you said, like, okay, I don't want to be this person as something negative, but that's something that you can use as a, as, as a pedestal, like to get to where you want to be. Because if you don't know what you want to be, it's usually the opposite, what you do want to be, right? Like the opposite of that is usually like what actually resonates with you. So if you're the type of person or like, like, like me, that was like, oh, I don't want to be a quiet person, or I don't want to be a person that does X, Y, and Z, then think about people that do the complete opposite. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, this is the complete opposite. Oh, wait, I actually resonate with that a lot more. And now it makes sense to what I want. So clarity can come in any sort of way, I feel like. And in the beginning, for me, it came from what I didn't want because I was such a negative space. Mm -hmm. But when you are in a negative space, you still have to use what's in your availability to yeah. like get to the other spot, right? So for me, it was that. It was just like, I don't want this. And then like, I think it was like, honestly, like years later when I was like, wait, if I don't want this, what is the opposite? I never asked myself mm. that stupid question, but it was like, you know, like what's the opposite? And then that's when I understood that like even like with jealousy like that's what I talk about a lot like when you're jealous of someone mm -hmm. or when you're like oh I feel like this like oh like I you know like you have that feeling of jealousy jealousy is like the direct guidance to where you're supposed to be mm. negative feelings things like that like even anger like all those feelings are guidances that are blessing like blessings in disguise mm -hmm. you just need to flip them and get to the mm -hmm. other spot and like the reason I mentioned jealousy is because I feel like that's like the the most powerful emotion that's going to guide someone to where they have to be. Because when you feel that, it's just, it's such a negative feeling. You start thinking about bad things about the other person, how you can prove that they're not the right person that they should be or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you just like, let your ego go down for a second, you're like, wait, I'm jealous because I want that really, really badly. And mm. now I can accept that I want to be that type of person. Mm. So, so I feel like just like, just to answer your question, it's just like, I really had to put my ego down, understand, like, even if I'm feeling negative, even if I'm feeling like negative feelings, it's just like, what's the real cause of this? Like, just mm -hmm. asking yourself, what's the real cause of this, right? And then it really always most probably goes down to like a want that you really really want like a desire that you've just been it's burning in you yeah. so yeah one of my favorite things about you is that you really seem to believe with all your heart that like the fact that you want something means it's a good desire like it's an mm -hmm. acceptable desire it's like worth wanting and I have been a person who has struggled so much with like the concept of desire and feeling like mm -hmm. I shouldn't want anything or like I need to not desire anything, you know, like so much asceticism entered my early childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did you connect with that idea of feeling like because I want it, like that's enough for me to go after something? How did that come into your life? That's a again really good question I'd never thought about it the way that you put it where it's like because I want it you know 
and I always say this in the calls, which is true. And I feel like first, like just like the way that you put it, I feel like made me think now about like why, but I really feel like it's so rooted in it's, I feel like the way that I would explain it is just like, because I want it, like, <laughs> you know? like be, because I want it, right? Like if I like, okay, I would make a difference between like, okay, there are some things that you want that are not good for you. And you can think like, okay, well, I want this right now. Like maybe I want to like, I don't know, like have a bunch of brownies and like binge on like junk food. And I know that's not good for me. And then you can make the decision of like, okay, I'm going to hold back. Right. So that's something else. But with me, I feel like if it's a want that you've thought about, you're like, you think about it, you really go deep into it. You're like, okay, I really want this. Let me think about, are there negative aspects to it? Is it something that would make me really happy? And then the pros outbalance the cons, or if it's really just a pro, then that for me is sufficient evidence of I should have it. And I feel like that comes from just like, the fact that I feel like I understood now, especially more than ever, that every human being was created for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like you were meant to be here. Like there is like one in a trillion possibilities that the sperm connected to the egg and that you're here right now, right? Like that's one thing. And you're here now. Why would your life be meaningless? Why would your desires be meaningless, right? Mm -hmm. Like if the same creator of the universe, like, if you believe in God, if you believe in the universe, whatever, whatever created the world, created like the Appalachian mountains or like the like the Mount Everest and the Himalayas, but that same creator decided to create you as well. Why wouldn't you be important? Mm. Why wouldn't your desires be important as well? Right? Mm. Mm. So like that's the that's the way that now I put it. I zoom out and then I zoom in, and it's like I I have these desires because I want them. There's nothing bad that's happening. And it feels so like, I don't, I don't know if this happens for everyone, but it happens for me that it's just like such a fire. Like it's like a fire. When I think about those feelings, it's just like, it's like, it even makes me like emotional. Sometimes it makes me like really like the feelings are really strong. And then I question like, if I have these feelings, why wouldn't I have to have it? Right. Like, why wouldn't I, get to experience it like I need to experience it that's it that's so beautiful I'm so glad you have that I feel like maybe maybe a lot of us had that fire kind of trampled on for too long but that's true you know I see it in my kid you know who is just 12 years old and it's still Mm -hmm. there you know in those especially in those early early years like he loved um leaf blowers you know the people Mm -hmm. in the landscaping crews that wear like a backpack and they like have the hose and they blow the leaves he would take a stick and like for three hours a day I'm not kidding he would walk the neighborhood and be like like passion (laughs) passion like such dedication like very serious about it you know and I think that um one of the biggest things I've noticed from learning from you and in the program is like tapping into that dreamy like imagination that is connected Mm -hmm. to just desire like I just love leaf blowing because I love it 
like that is the only reason I don't love it because like yeah yeah it doesn't have to be this like deep Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like it doesn't have to be like this deep intrinsic like meaning like oh you know like if you look into it okay yeah you can like get those deep meanings but like it doesn't necessarily have to be you know like your your kid like he loves leaf blowing like what does that mean like it just means he loves leaves just loves it yeah exactly like there's small things like that that just like I like it you know like that's it and like you don't have to make it like a huge thing and that's like something that a lot of people need to hear I feel like because I feel like a lot of us especially in the manifestation space tend to overthink things a lot and it's like oh what's the meaning or is this yeah it's too serious and life is not serious like the more we take life more lightheartedly the more we get to just live because it, it really isn't as serious like if if something doesn't pan out the way you wanted to okay just you move on to the next thing right I was talking about creator consciousness the other day like things happen in a negative way a positive way whatever but if you have creator consciousness which is thinking about things as limitless and having possibilities all the time then there's always something here like yes you can have the emotion yes you can have the feeling but there's always something else that's gonna come up from that so so yeah Mm. what are some of those things in your life that you just like let yourself just love for the sake of loving it like leaf blowing like what is your yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no that that's also a good question I feel like with with those things I had actually I had a hard time um actually accepting that there were things that you just like because you like them mm-hmm. and th- I think that's because I'm such an earth sign I'm such a, like Virgo Capricorn like all those like earth signs and I was like oh if you do something you need to get money out of it or you need to like mm-hmm. you know get like some sort of like reward out out of it and I definitely struggled with that but then I think it took a while of me like actually doing e-commerce which is something that I did before where I was fully fully burnt out and I was like okay what do I like right and the things that I like and the things that I feel like I disconnect from the world is like painting and drawing those are things that I really really like yeah I love doing those things and I used to see those things before as like useless activities to be honest like this is fucking useless I don't know why I'm doing it like I'm just gonna keep them in my room and that's it but then I realized like when I am actually painting when I'm actually drawing when I'm actually doing those things I'm in the flow state like I'm in the flow state I'm just like living in the moment the like the most that you can in that moment so like that's that's what I feel like really gets me out of my brain and it just gets me into like it's like almost as if I'm having an out out of body experience like it's like my yeah that's when like creativity is when you're in that you're in actual contact with the creator Yes, yes, absolutely. That's the perfect way to put it. I was actually thinking about the like the word to use, but yeah, you're like in contact with the creator. Like you feel like I'm not even my body. I'm not even like anything. Like my soul is just floating and connected to like the stars. And that's uh, what I feel like it really like feels like to me. And like I recently, again, like this past year has been full of discoveries for me. And that's been something that, like, I was like, okay, this is something that I need to do. Like, it doesn't really matter if it's productive or, like, oh, my God, society is going to see. Like, uh, I don't have to sell the painting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sell the painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No. Yeah, that pressure yeah. to monetize, I feel like, especially in the past, like, 15, 20 years, has, I have seen it make people not have hobbies. 
And like, mm-hmm. there is a word a hundred percent called hobby because it's like a healthy human behavior to have things mm-hmm. that you do not to be paid. Like exactly by definition, a hobby is something that you are not paid for. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's, it's so prominent in the U S specifically. Mm. It's so prominent in, in North America. Like I feel like in America in general, like I live in Panama right now. It's, it's I can see it here as well. Like hustle co- culture is huge where you just really focus on that. And then I can really say like when I went to live in Spain, like for a while in Barcelona right. for a bit, totally different, like I totally agree. different people value like mm-hmm. their siesta time, like taking a while. No one opens. Like I was surprised. I was even like a little mad because I was like, oh, literally like, 4 p.m. No, we're not open. We're having a nap right now. So just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when I was like, wait, what? Culture shock. But then again, <gasps> great for you. Like you're having your time, like your new time. And as you said, like it's part of human nature to have mm-hmm. like those things that you don't do to get paid. Right. Yeah. So yeah that's so beautiful I'm so glad that you're giving yourself that painting time because Mm -hmm. what is actually like true is that when we spend time connecting with just like our that part of us that just like creates and loves and daydreams because there's enough space to get bored like that actually is super productive because it Mm -hmm. energizes you and refills your battery in such a way that like when you actually come to your work you've like expanded your brain and it can be used to a hundred percent of possibilities yeah 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 that's that's super true like you're not even looking at it from that point when you're doing the activity but it actually helps you because you you get more productive you get that free space of like okay now i relax now I feel like I can actually do my work in a more calm way. And then you don't reach burnout as quick. Yeah. You get that space. So hundred percent, it's conducive to the goals at the end of the day. It's but, a little but yeah. maddening that like everything is opposite of what we've been taught. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> the harder you yeah. work, the like harder it is, even it though we've gets, been taught. Yeah. <laughs> we've been taught the complete opposite. Like it really like, yeah, like we, I think especially as in the U.S. and like just that, that bleeds into all of America, honestly. It's just like back then, I feel like it was just like you needed to create like a force of like workers. Like everyone needs to be a worker. I feel like even yep. like, honestly, like the feminist movement was also to get more people I to know. work. I know, like, I'm like, like it was just like, why did we do that? <laughs> like everything that like we thought was like maybe for our good was actually for our not good (laughs) like really for sure for sure but now we're waking up now society's waking up we're we're in the new age like i think it's like aquarius age yeah yeah. and we're like in the age of aquarius where people are like waking up and like it's crazy yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah very exciting i'm seeing tons of people just like waking up recently for sure yeah okay so i have one more thing i'm very curious about so You are, like, your literal job is, like, your company is called Reality Mastery. Like, you Mm -hmm. are talking, you're paid to talk all day about, like, how to be a creator, like, how to do Mm -hmm. all these, like, wonderful techniques and, and mindset and blah, blah, blah. Like, 
are there times when it feels like a lot of pressure or like when you feel like you're like, I can't even fucking do it. Like, how can I tell somebody else to do it? Or like, look at my life. What do I have to show for it? Like, how, how do you or, or or like also like do you ever get just like exhausted of doing all these like things like yeah, how do you no. support yourself with that yeah no that's a great question like I am paid to talk to people about you know reality creation all these concepts and definitely first like for the first part of your question I get exhausted a lot of times um I feel like maybe maybe the last, the last month, like December was a really busy month. And I got to a point like that I was like, okay, I love talking to people. I love hearing their stories, but it's just getting a lot like to listen to like, you know, negative things and like having to coach people and all these things as well. And I don't apply every single aspect of reality creation to my life. Like, to be honest, you're not a like, perfect identity shifter. I'm not, I'm not a perfect identity shifter. I'm not. Like, I have experimented with all of them, but like, you know, I'm I'm not waking up and like being like a fucking like monk. You know, like, I'm I'm, like, I'm a person too. So I had to come to like the realization of like, okay. I know these concepts, I know they work, I know like every person is going to be in a different situation. So I can always pinpoint them to things that I've seen work for other people that I've seen work for me. And that I've seen like that are in the modules and like make sense that would work for them. Right. And that's the way I've taken it. Like, I don't have to always be the perfect example in mm -hmm. order to be a teacher. I can still uh -huh. be a teacher, know these concepts and then teach them and have them apply it and let me know how it goes. But I don't have to do all the things that I say. And it's not because I don't believe in them because I do, but I don't like resonate with every single one. Like, as I said in the other call the other day, like I don't do scripting. Scripting is not my thing. I do more like visualizing. I do other like techniques, right? But I tell people to script if it's more for them. So it's kind of like that way. Mm, um, but burnout is definitely there. Like the way I support myself with it, really it's kind of like as I said first the awareness awareness is key to everything and letting like giving myself that grace of like okay you don't have to be the perfect teacher like if you don't know something just say I don't know mm -hmm. and I've been doing that more as of late like sometimes people ask me things and I'm like wait actually I don't know how to answer that like you can do your own research with that but I don't have to be the perfect person and now when I approach calls, now when I do things, I feel more intentional. I'm like, okay, I'm giving my authentic energy here. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you take it, you take it. And then you take that home with you and you apply it. So energetically in that sense, and then practically, I've been doing like more breaks between my calls because before mm -hmm. I didn't have that. But yeah, just giving yourself that balance, like have a way that you can do it logically, have a way that you can do it energetically, and then it's going to feel much easier. And that's the way I do it. So that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm a person that has like genuinely my leaf blowing is a spiritual <laughs> learning. Like I, I would, I, no matter what the one like through line of my whole life from like infancy basically is I just like love spiritual concepts I love learning about Same. it but Same. the like shadow side of that is that then I like measure myself against all of that and I'm constantly like okay like you are not Jesus Christ so you have failed you know like I'm like constantly oh, yeah. like morally like, yes 
yes. I'm like, why, why am I like not enlightened yet? It must mean I am a super Mm -hmm. loser. Right. So I am always trying to take a step back and like, like sometimes what I do is I just like watch really bad TV. Right. Because I'm like, crappy reality tv yes love is blind latest season you should watch it's really good it's really good exactly that is the kind of thing that's just like need to like you were saying before like just take the pressure off like just let it be a little bit more lighthearted. and that is one thing I will say that I have appreciated from some of the calls that I've been in with quasi is that there are times when he's like okay just like don't do it like just like be just like be miserable and pissed and crabby and like that's okay like Mm -hmm. is there a like something that um uh, a friend of mine who has an amazing podcast that everyone who listens to my podcast knows about her but you might not her name is Jessa Reed and she oh you sent it to me earlier today yeah yeah she's amazing um but she says like you can't fuck it up she just says you can't fuck it up like all of the time and that is like Mm -hmm. getting into my system of like okay yeah yeah, I can't fuck it up like is there a sense a like way that you have of connecting in with like it's all gonna be okay kind of thing like what is your version yeah yeah so I feel like that you can't fuck, fuck it up is great because I always think nothing that's ever meant meant for you is ever gonna pass you by right so that's what I always think so I have had a lot of times in my life where I've thought like oh I missed this opportunity or like this person was there for me like in relationships and business like different aspects of my life and I'm like oh I fucked that up you know like I didn't I didn't do it the way I was supposed to I didn't grab it when I should have but then when I go back to that thinking of like nothing that's ever meant for me is ever gonna pass me by Mm. I calm down Mm. so it's very similar to your friend Jessica or Jess I think you said Jessa that Jessa sorry um Jessica doesn't mind because the blow is blind but anyway <laughs> um but no yeah so I feel like it's back to like that same thing that same concept of like it's never gonna pass you by and also everything's happening in perfect timing so everything mm-hmm. is happening in perfect timing as well so it really just connects with all of that right like it's just like okay I'm doing things in my own timing and also something that really really helps me is I was doing my best with the cards that I was dealt in the moment. Mm. So that helps me really like reconcile with my past self. Therefore, being able to accept that in the now. Mm. So Mm. it doesn't make me like just, oh, I regret that. I regret that. Like the regret part is gone because I didn't know what else to do. Like I did my best in the moment. And the only thing I can do now is become better now. And Mm. that's it. And it just makes me like grounded. So yeah I love that one so much my like Mm -hmm. mission is to communicate that we are all absolutely innocent like yeah really believe that like in any given moment in every given moment every single human is doing what they can with the information that they have that they're given yeah Mm. that's that's the thing that's when you give yourself like that grace and I was telling you the other day like you look at yourself like oh that's really cute that you were doing that like you know like it's not like you're mad and you're like ah why did I do this like it just it feels lighter like you're Mm. gonna feel it in your energy like it feels lighter and then you just move on with your life and do what you can do and then therefore you do it better too you just do it better because you're not like 
you're not carrying all that baggage anymore. It feels better too. So mm. definitely recommend. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I could talk to you forever. I'm so grateful. Same. Honestly, I love this. Oh, I, I just, well, we can have like a part two maybe. Um, For sure. If the public likes it. <laughs> oh, they're going to love it. And and guess what? I don't care because I love it. Like, I'm so grateful. Okay, and cool. Um, so if people wanted to like learn more about you or get in touch with you, is there anything like that that you have to offer? No pressure if you don't. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can reach out to my Instagram. Okay. It's at Tina Hemrajani. Um, I think it's public. Um, I just share personal stuff on there. I'm not like super, super active, but you can reach out to me on there for sure. Okay. And I'll answer any questions that you have. I love talking to new people. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so yeah, your creative self. Yeah, my new creative self that we talked about in this call. Social um, butterfly. <laughs> yes, which I was never before. <laughs> but no, yeah, you the, the name is kind of hard. So like you can like maybe you I'll can put it in it the in link. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just at Hina Hammerjani. All of you can follow me. Um, but if I have a new TikTok or anything, I'll just let Z know. So they can put it on there. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Hang on one second. I'm going to end the recording and then. Mm -hmm. So grateful for another beautiful episode, such amazing humans on this planet. And I feel so lucky that I get to connect with them and that you all join us for the journey. Um, of thinking through like what makes it more possible to be on this planet. Um, if you want to connect more with me, check out my website, www.anexperiencer.com. Um, there's all sorts of goodies on there, including um, my YouTube channel, stuff about coaching work, and my program, which I'm really excited about. It's totally um, available for download anytime. And then we have every other week meetings where live uh, Zoom meetings where we get together and just share about what it's like to be on this planet, how to support your nervous system, how to um, increase your ability to respond to life um, and not just um, feeling stuck in the reactions. So come check it out. Come join us. And um, I love you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again here soon.